Conversation Hat Podcast. Welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast. How Podcast. is y'all doing? I'm doing fine, Ben. How are you? I said is y'all. You're not y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking to the listeners. Oh. Why you can't make this all about yourself? I'm listening. Oh. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I'm pleased. <laughs> this is a podcast where me, musician Liam Taylor, and erstwhile actor, comic writer... Hugo Gadabout, lovely man. I mean, I think that's the, nice, that's the nicest intro you've done to me, except I don't know what Hugo is. Hugo is something about French revolutionaries. Not sure. We'll Google that later. Is that like Lem is? What the bassist from Motorhead? No, Victor Hugo. Yes, you've caught me. I don't know what I'm on about. Learn about your classical French. <laughs> Our guest this week is, amongst other things, illustrator Chris Spalton, creator of the Eelman Chronicles. How's it going, Chris? Hey, Chris. I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Hello, hello. Hello, How's hello. Lovely to have you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for making time for us. Could you give our audience a bit of background on what the Eelman Chronicles is, how it came to be, um... I didn't need a third thing in there. The Eelman Chronicles is my uh, true story comic book, I guess you want to call it. might be called a graphic novel, but um, I prefer comic book. Um, and it's all about my dad is the last remaining eel catcher in the Fens. So cool. it's a collection of true stories. The Fens is a strange place. My dad is a strange bloke. Eels are strange <laughs> characters. Um, and it's a, he's had a strange life. So it's a selection of stories around that. So, yeah. Uh, self-published it last year. Uh, in summertime um, cool. and yeah it's out and about there now so, Wicked where can people get a hold of it? Uh, I have an online store at uh, gumroad.com cspalton s-p-a-l-t-o-n and it's in a few shops I'm not sure where it still is in shops it was the best selling graphic novel in Norwich for six weeks running oh, so wow. proving good job proving that um not Batman or Spider-Man but the Eel Man is the true hero <laughs> this fine city deserves uh, and it was uh, I think the Book Hive have got a few copies and it's in a few comic shops in London. Um, places, yeah. Mostly through me. Good job. <laughs> right, shall we begin? Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. I'm picking out a green one. Right. Green in, is uh, the colour of in post-its. Res- in respect to the eels. Are eels green? Chris, what colour are eels? Uh, well, you see, eels, uh, there's variety. Most of them are a horrible brown colour, but you do get silver eels. And, um, you know, the kind of the Moby Dick style nemesis of my dad is the golden eel, which Ooh. I'm fairly certain doesn't exist, but he <laughs> insists he saw it once. But I don't think he did. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, Not I've, green, though. I've recently been re-watching uh, Mighty Boosh, and according to Mighty Boosh, they are uh, onyx black tubes. Yeah, yeah. And they get oh, up inside works. you. So they get all up inside you, finding an entrance where they can. can. Read the fucking post-it, then. Childhood hobbies? Question mark. Uh, so is, I'm guessing this is um, what childhood hobbies did you have? That would be a good deduction. I had so many hobbies. Okay. I mean, I collected shiny rocks. Were you a magpie as a child? Yes, still am. I collect, tried to collect stamps, foreign coins, collected Pokemon cards... I was really into Warhammer. Uh, I liked early, pe- well, not early PC games. I liked the uh, the Discworld video games. I sure. liked Monkey Island, uh, Warcraft video games, the early ones. I just did too much stuff. Lego, man, I was mad into Lego. I just, I'm just 
interrupting. I don't see why you would include Pokemon cards as in childhood hobbies. Because that's... Pre-teen for me, I think. I mean, it, it's still going on for me. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Really? I stopped. Hell yeah. <laughs> How old are you guys? When were Pokemon about? Uh, so, I missed the boat on Pokemon. I missed the boat on Pokemon. Uh, 1996 was sort of the oh, yeah. main year a- of Pokemon, Pokemon. beginning. Ninety six, oh, okay. so I would have been seven or eight. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah, so preteen. So I'm on the cusp of thirty. So you're ever so slightly younger than me, aren't you? So that and I will not let you forget it. Mm, that all checks <laughs> out. Um, so if you missed the boat on Pokemon, what were you into, Chris? Well, back in our, back in my day, back in the good <laughs> old days, uh, we didn't have a lot to do in the fen, so it was mostly chasing each other with sticks, getting yes. chased by people with. We used to get chased quite a lot with. Um, there was these two guys. I won't say their names. I don't even know where they are, but uh, they used to chase us around with rats' heads on sticks. It was mostly avoiding the weirder older kids and uh, roaming around, basically. Uh, but I was I was big into Lego and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, making radio shows, you know, with little ghetto blasters and tape players and stuff oh, like that. I had and a phase doing that. That was the yeah, best. Yeah, man, that was cool. Our, uh, our uh, jingle involves me belching as loud as I could, so I was, I was nearly sick into so many cassette players. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I miss just, it. I was normal, and I was collecting Pikachu cards. But... So Pikachu when, when you say you were getting chased around, but how, how much older were these people that were chasing you? Uh, no, it was definitely a childhood thing. Yeah, I guess they were okay. four or five years older, the older kids in the village, you know. Okay. It's, it's part of the part of the ritual, isn't it, of growing up. Someone, someone oh, chases yeah, you yeah. around with a rat's head on stick and then you get elevated to that role yourself. I never did that. But, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I remember, building dens um, and stuff. That's cool. We're like, oh, look, here's the year eights coming up into year nine. The year eights, who were the top, top brass at the old school... But they had to have the living shit kicked out of them as within the first two weeks. Really? To the point where um, the year nines would start a week before the year elevens in my school. Wow. To, so I guess that the year nines learnt where to hide. <laughs> because it it was <laughs> abhorrent. As a as a kid in like year eight or nine or whatever would you be more or less threatening with a black eye i don't know um a few years ago i went to my uh friend cheyenne hi cheyenne hi cheyenne she probably doesn't listen um screw you cheyenne rude um we went to a her birthday party and it was like um like uh comic book cosplay comic book dress up stuff and i'd happened to just have basically shaved my head and that was around the time that the Punisher series came out mm. and I had the big leather coat and I had the shaved head and I borrowed in fact I borrowed our editor's makeup kit yes you did and I've been hit in the face a lot during my life so I know how to make it look <laughs> I, I, I know how to do the makeup <laughs> and um, after, after that part it looks really good after that part it did I went to meet my friend in the local Weatherspoons. Oh, so you fit right in with a black eye. Well, no, the thing, I, I couldn't find my mate. I knew she was outside in the smoking area, and I just heard some bloke go, fucking hell, look at that dangerous bastard over there. And then she was, my mate was standing right behind him, and she went, Ben! And I ran over <laughs> going, Crystal! And hugged each other. He was like, have you been in a fight, mate? I was like, no, it's just makeup, dear. 
It's all just makeup, <laughs> and I've never dropped quite from one level to the next. <laughs> to you've been, you're in Fight Club, aren't you? So, no, I'm, I'm just good with mascara. <laughs> it did look really convincing. I it did. Lots of my friends went, "What has happened to you?" I was like, "No, but it's just, it's just makeup." And they're like, "Wipe it off." And I was like, "No," because I look. I look dangerous. This is this is authentic, yeah. and apparently I look really dangerous. Don't know if that's a good. And I guess. I guess as someone who's been punched in the face a lot of times, it's like a kind of role reversal, right? It was like, this is how it, you know, this is how it feels to be dangerous rather than being scared of people with black eyes. It's like kind of, kind of a flip side. You didn't need to be. I mean, to be fair, any, anyone who's hit me in the face before hasn't got a black eye because they've hit me in the face. Yeah. And yeah. I'm more the one to sort of stand there and go, why are you hitting me? I want to be friends. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I've never ever had a fight because a fight implies that two people are trying to hurt each other. Right? <laughs> I've only ever been hit. I've only ever been hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. So any any other hobbies other than being chased with sticks, Chris? Chased with sticks. <laughs> uh, I used to play a lot of... Uh, you mentioned Warhammer. We used to play a lot yeah. of uh, Blood Bowl and stuff back in the day. Nice. And um, Talisman yeah. back in the day. That was that was awesome Love when we were growing Talisman. up. Quite a lot of fishing at the time. Nice. Um, yeah. My dad's always been into that, so he kind of... He kind of... The, but then there was a point... There was a tipping point where I kind of found lifts punk rock and girls and that came to an end so um, all at once <laughs> so, what a night more or less, yeah. how did you deal with your weekend <laughs> just wholesome activities building bases with pit traps to catch my sister's friends in you know kind of like taking command of the the back end of the garden we had a big quite a big garden and then like an overgrown bit so I, that was like you know Vietnam or nice. something yeah. so punji sticks and stuff like that uh, so, so yeah, those kind of things. Just general, you know, wholesome, wholesome <laughs> Fenland upbringing. Love and then it. you, then you kind of, kind of progress to roaming around the village and hanging around the bus stop and, and things like that. <laughs> so I was going to say, when I when I was a child, it was like going up and exploring in the woods or yeah. not doing very well on like the BMX track on your moat or, or not motorbike. Jesus, I was, <laughs> I was like ten on on your mountain bike. But you're saying about digging the pits for your sisters me and my mate Adrian we did uh, go around the back of his shed and just dig a hole digging holes to see how deep we could dig a hole I think think what we wanted to do was to just dig down and then make a cave yeah as like a clubhouse or something We, we ended up getting like three foot deep I had a friend who legit dug a hole and then ended up building up around the hole and he actually had a full on den it was, it was yeah, we epic. used to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah. The, Tunnels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like the, the unattainable dream. <laughs> he actually the achieved it. The one guy I know of who actually started digging a hole and was like, got to get me some fucking timber, man. Got to do this right. Um, yeah. Well, my dad's always been a fisherman, so like uh, he was a trawler man for years. So it's kind of like we always just had like weird bits of boat and stuff like that. So old rowing boats and things like that, we could turn them into the roof of it and dig underneath nice. it and stuff like that. It was like proper, like a fortress. It was, yeah. it was excellent. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could afford a, my own house with a garden. <laughs> um, cool. Those are some wholesome childhood hobbies. I'm quite proud of all Were of they? us. I mean, I dig, mean digging a hole. Nothing wrong with digging a hole. I mean, the digging nicest hole, yeah. thing I could think of was digging a hole. Conversation. <clears throat> what is the most first world problem you've ever had? A, fir- a, a first world, very first world problem is like, oh, my iPhone charger isn't working all of the time. Yeah, things that The are new like- adapters 
where you can't charge your phone and listen to your headphones at the same time. That's yeah. pretty first world yeah. and lame. Oh, it's also irritating. You, I, yeah. I can't lock my phone with YouTube playing the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I turn my screen off, YouTube stops. <laughs> no! It stops. I'll have to open Spotify and that's on the next page of my phone. Curse you. Um, have you set the slight tangent? This is what we do. Have you you know the um, the wireless Apple headphones, the earbuds? Oh, the the the, the Air- AirPods. Yes. Have you seen the latest accessories for those? It's a, oh, they're just fucking wires. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an actual wire, so it's a cable you can, you to, can to buy attach to extra wires. To, <laughs> I'm quite a fan of wired headphones, but I wouldn't yeah. wear Apple earpods and then get cables for them that sounds ridiculous. that's exactly what it is yeah that's exactly it <laughs> it's just a cable to it so you can like not lose your headphones or whatever and it's like you've fucking this is so expensive you paid like 60 dollars for the wireless experience earphone thingies oh look pay another 40 dollars for the wires to connect them and then the wires it's, wouldn't even do anything because they don't plug in they just literally hold the earpiece because they so, they so they stay you're not plugging it in like you plug in a jack cable they stay wireless bluetooth connected but they're just literally to hold them in place so you can take them out of your ears and have them hanging around your shirt or whatever so they don't connect it's just, at all it's just a wire to connect them this is a really expensive piece of string basically. yeah it's a hipster equivalent of like slightly special kids who have their mittens attached to their jumpers I don't that sounds like a, if you bought them, that would be a big first world problem. Just in yourself, you would have first world problems radiating from your very soul if you ended up buying that wire. Yes. I have never been so <laughs> fucking cross. Yeah, it's it's a real. So you get wireless headphones. Yep. That <laughs> you eat. <sighs> Well, Apple do that thing where basically your phone packs up after you do your contract, right, to buy a new one, and they've got all that thing. So at some point, does it just snap? (laughs) After two years, the hipster cable just snaps, and you have to go buy another one for 50 quid or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm so cross with this. Imagine being one of those people. Be cross at them. It feels feels like one of those things, like, oh, buy this string to go between your earphones. It almost feels like, oh... Avoid the 5p bag charge by bringing your own bag. Just don't bother buying the ridiculously expensive earpods and a stupid bit of string. Just spend a tenner down the market and you've got some ev- headphones that yeah, aren't going to piss off. They're not the official ones, though, are they? That shows that they can officially p- fuck themselves. Whoa. I bet somewhere there's been like a two-day queue with people camping out to buy the oh. latest Apple stream. Oh, you know For there sure. is. And you know that <laughs> they have been in tents that have just peg strings that could have done a much better job. <laughs> yeah, bit of string. Bit of string with a knot. <laughs> you could sell that pre-knotted string. I don't even remember what the question is, but I'm so angry. First world problems. There you go. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Me being pissed off with other people's headphones. Yeah, man. There's so much more string. going on. There's so much going on with the world that you're choosing to be angry about. No, that's just what I'm angry about currently. Got it. Okay. It wasn't Sorry. something that ang- angered me today, but it was uh, it baffled me. Does that count? Does a first world bafflement count? Yeah, let's uh, find it. Yeah, go yeah, for let's it. See, let's Why see not? What it is. Which is if you go on wikihow.com. 
Uh-huh. Uh, there is my, my friend sent me to this earlier. There is a guide, an official wiki guide on how to be a Coldplay fan, <laughs> and and it is literally like we thought it was a piss take, but it is like legitimately a step by step guide on how to be a Coldplay fan. <laughs> the first step is to like their music. You can't be a fan if you don't like their music. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be a piss take, but it's not. It's like learn their origin story, learn the words of the songs. What's their YouTube video? And A, Coldplay are obviously bollocks, right? And yeah. B, so, someone wants to... They're so bollocks that someone's desperate to be a fan of them, so they need to look up a guide on how to listen to music and watch YouTube videos. Well, I think I like their music, but I'm just not sure if that constitutes of being a fan. It's a wiki, <laughs> wiki how is weird, dude. There's a wiki how on how to sneak up on a person. which is that, And it's, it's fucking creepy until you get to the last slide and it's like... And then as soon as you're behind the person, give them a lovely hug. It's like, you saved that. You turned that around so barely at the end there. Yeah, but that sounds like something that a court case might just dismiss. Do you know the person? I just gave them a hug. Honestly. How to sneak up on a person. I think the show notes might have to have some of the fucking weirdest wiki hows. Wiki housing. I've never really looked at wiki how before, and I was just baffled that that was a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's tutorials for just, like, the most inane shit. Like, there's some really helpful stuff. Like, I had some audio problems a week or so ago. Wiki how, boom, sorted. Easy. But then there's this weird stuff, like, how to do something that is really... How to dispose of a body. I mean, that's... Without <laughs> looking guilty. Oh, that's... No, you Maybe can't the- do that. <laughs> Wow. Maybe there's a wiki how on how to gift people Apple uh, strings and then yes. it actually ends up in a court case for someone sneaking up on someone and garroting somebody. Like the, the, oh, threat of, the threat of garroting. <laughs> but it just baffled me a bit. Um, that's, I can't quite I, believe I it. I like that first world bafflement. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> being a person who, yeah, that's a first world problem, liking a band but not being sure if that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like Os- all their concerts, but I like Osric Tentacles, but I don't know their backstory. Do you know, I, so I don't know if that even counts. I think, I think that some people actually do think this because there's a lot of stuff like, um, I don't say people like the Deadpool movies, mm. but there will be people going, oh, you like the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies, but I bet you've never read episode one, three, six of the part two. Yeah, I, I hate that as well. But it's like, you, you can like something. Without knowing every single bit about it. True. Yeah. So, going, oh, I don't know if I'm a fan of one thing. You just have to like one bit. I don't know if this constitutes as a first world problem, but, like, if I'm into something, I can't help, usually, but being really into it. I don't have the time to research every little thing that tickles my fancy these days. But, like, I used to really like Led Zeppelin. But then I started reading into them, and you get into the whole weird satanic phase thing, and it's a bit like, that's a little bit special. Jimmy Page tried to take heroin, so he saw angels or whatever. That's lovely. But if, if you read about Led Zeppelin, you quickly find out that Jimmy Page tried to marry a 14-year-old. So I haven't listened to Led Zeppelin since, because mm-hmm. I just find it creepy. I don't know if that counts as a first world problem, or if that's just me being... I think that's more against... Marrying a 14 year old. Yeah, it's a different set of priorities. Just to reiterate, this is a comedy podcast. (laughs) I think we've covered first world problems quite neatly. That is a first world problem that you mentioned about, like, like in Deadpool episode 13, whatever, you know, you didn't read that issue because that, like, social media, right? That's a a first world problem, really, because people jump onto stuff like that. Before, you could have just said to your mate, I like the Deadpool films, but now if you said that online, then it's like, well, actually, no, because you, yeah, exactly. Do you know who? 
who and lettered never quite did that particular this. They panel. never quite did that. It was actually yeah. this way around. And that kind of stuff is a first world problem, I think, in many ways, because it's just like the age of outrage on social media and oh, stuff. Yeah. I just don't know why people just don't ignore stuff they don't like and just promote stuff they do like. I mean, that's something that I've mostly. found with um, people on Twitter. They quite often say that, like, they don't, um, they have to take time off of Twitter or whatever because it's too toxic. And I'm like, who the fuck are you following if you're having a bad time yeah. on Twitter? We should all take steps to be nice on Twitter. I think that's yes. the lesson that we've learned there. <laughs> so this is the conversation. How the conversation <laughs> What has been the biggest waste of your time? Fallout seventy six. Did you put a lot of a lot of hours into that? When Fallout four came out, we did a twenty four hour live stream, and I took a couple of days off work to like yeah. really enjoy that, and it was great. So I figured I'd do exactly the same thing: couple of days off work, uh, maybe not live stream it, or certainly not that much but yeah so i basically took two days off of work hours which i then have to work back obviously uh for a game that cost me 50 quid and doesn't work so that is my biggest waste of time but from what i've read about it that would also be a waste of time if it worked wouldn't it well the 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 couple times it's managed to run for like a few seconds and the few little plot points that i've gathered it, it does actually sound quite interesting. I don't necessarily okay. mind the multiplayer thing. Yeah, I, I think I would be okay with it if it actually ran. I, th- I, well, I think the thing is that even if you'd spent two days off of it and you didn't necessarily like it, if it had worked, it wouldn't have been a waste of time. I could have actually made a... You, you would have maybe enjoyed it. Well, I, or at least known about it. I would have had the opportunity to really properly have an informed opinion as it is I can't actually make my mind up as to whether or not it's a good game because it doesn't work Chris biggest waste of your time please don't say this podcast <laughs> uh, no not at all, not don't, at all. Don't, uh, don't say that that's my yes. answer there's nothing like computer games there's, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of things I guess one was uh, when I think it was a year and a half I worked for quite a well known insurance company that I won't say the name of Smart. but it is reminiscent of a famous battle in 1066 um, <laughs> that was a complete waste of time another one was going through a loan application for £8,000 to buy a car which then so I spent seven grand on a car some dude then drove from Aberdeen to Norwich and smashed into he fell asleep he got all that way he lived in the next street to me but fell asleep as he was passing my house smashed into my car and annihilated it and that happened on the same day I lost my job from aforementioned insurance company so that was a double a double whammy so I then had to take the I got five grand insurance money but I thought I'm out of a job so I'll save half of it Um, so I spent two and a half grand on another car in order to find another job and then within a week I or two weeks I crashed that into the back of someone and wrote that off so then I had to downgrade to an 800 pound car car but i had to then pay off an eight grand loan on an 800 quid car for five years that's a oh, massive sort of that's bit. a massive waste of time congratulations wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that car's probably cost me eight grand in repairs wow. on top of that but, uh, Jesus. but i paid it paid it off this month so that was good yeah um, that felt like a waste of time what else academically wise uh mm going to UEA was an academic waste of time but uh, an enrichment of my life uh, uh, benefit so, yeah. so I don't have I don't have a piece of paper but I have many friends and many memories sure yeah. Yeah. yeah for most of people that's sort of the point of university like no one knows especially if you go straight from high school secondary school into sixth form and then straight on to university you don't know what you're good at 
you no, yeah, barely exactly. know how to sit in a room and answer questions. Like, how are you supposed to choose a subject to study at degree level? It's so dumb that we feel like we're forced to do that. So I think most people' experience of university is just the social aspects or like, yeah, what you learn about yourself in the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, it got me out of Wisbeach, which is where I grew up. So I don't know if Whizbeach. you know Wisbeach, but that was very that was, familiar. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a very worthwhile endeavour. Yeah. So, but a waste in terms of the academic side of it. My my main thing was to. Get the fuck out of Wisbeach, basically. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was, that was the core driver in all of this. Ben, waste of time. <sighs> so now I was going to. That's gonna... what it says on your business card. <laughs> it does. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it says on my Tinder profile. Um, I was going to make a joke of um, just like, ah, oh, some relationships, they were a waste of time. Hmm. Uh, have, have, having Chris saying about like um, going through applications for. For, for car things me and uh, a flatmate that I had we were both single and we decided that I think it was Match.com mm. uh, roughly around the time that that came out and I may have mentioned this on the podcast or on uh, our Splits Play which mm. is our Let's Play channel on YouTube I went on Match.com and I think it was about two maybe two and a half hours mm. of clicking on things of I agree strongly, I disagree strongly, this, that, and the other. And then, ah, cool, press go. We will now match you up to all of the people that you match with in the thing. Mm -hmm. Five minutes after it was trying to match you up, we are very sorry. (laughs) You are fundamentally unlikable. You fall into (laughs) the less than 5% of the people who fill these in that are unmatchable. Whoa. Didn't say, like, please try again, or sorry that you're going to die lonely. Just a straight up no. Yeah, no, you're not not, not with us, mate. I mean, if the mathematicians all agree, then maybe they're onto something. But yeah, it seems that wow. I am unlovable. <laughs> Scientifically, so, that's a real shame. I think that's a real. Sh- that's really. I, I feel for you, man. That's, that's crazy. Bad. That's you know. That the algorithms a- failed you, didn't they? <laughs> first world problems. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I think love is necessarily a first world problem. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the nicest thing that's ever been said to me on this podcast over three years. Yep. Bless poor, you. poor Ben. Poor Ben. Those are some very <laughs> massive wastes of time. Shall we pick one more out and wrap up? Uh, sure. Yeah, Do you, sure. it's your turn, Ben, I think. It or is, is it my turn? Oh, shit, I was wrong. Avez-vous, right. mon chicarita? What would you place in a time capsule to summarise humanity at this point? Just a big turd. <sighs> Just a big turd, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say Donald Trump, but that's sort of the same thing. You put him in the ground. Well, it shows the put problems in, that we've had of these times, and it also resolves the problems that we have at these times. <laughs> You're being practical about this, I yeah. like it. The overwhelming feeling I have about the humanity at this point is just that, like, we need someone to come up from the future and just tell us to stop being so dumb and, like, have a real sense of priority about things that are wrong with mankind. I don't know what you would do. Um, a big cry for help. See, now that wouldn't work. <laughs> just a time capture with just help. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it's like, no, please no, send help. No, we, we know that this would not work because um, Stephen Hawking, God rest his soul, wheels, whatever, God rest him. Um, you can have a soul and wheels. S- science. <laughs> uh, he, during his um, Stephen Hawking's universe, oh, yeah. uh, he wrote 
on very thick tablets of uh, steel or titanium an invitation to time travellers mm. giving a specific date and uh, longitude and latitude saying time travellers come and have a party yeah so these things will last for I think a thousand years okay or, or even longer to see if uh, time travel will exist maybe there's and something that like time travellers of the future I assume they didn't show up well no Sorry no, no, no. The, the thing is that there was then just after he said this there was a picture of him in a big hall with a buffet table behind him oh, no. in his chair with a hat on just, just for like five seconds and then his voice going they did not turn up oh no it was just I mean that man had a sense of humour yeah he did and you know that he was like Put a hat on me. <laughs> Get me a hat. <laughs> Put a hat on me. It's going to be funny. My basic oh, yeah. thing was nothing could come back. Gotcha. So you couldn't go come back here and sort something out because due to the uh, causality and ergo, ergo, it, it wouldn't work. So you couldn't send someone back. <laughs> right. Latin and physics. Latin and, Latin physics. and physics. Those are two things I do not understand. Post op proctor hop. I don't know what you're trying to say right now. Hop to pop. Hop to pop. Um, Hump to bump. There is... Red Hot Chili um, I am therefore... There, there is therefore... It was... Uh, fucking learn about your theoretical side. I think therefore I am. No. What? Post... Op, prob, to, oh, I mean, by all means, keep trying. I've only read Latin. <laughs> you vote right. And what does it say? Um... <laughs> So it's, uh, this is because of this. Right. Not, this can be because of that. Okay. Something along those lines. And it's related to this conversation. Basically, it's it's, uh, cause and causality. Right, So you can't go, oh, this glass is broke, therefore I can go back in time and fix the broken glass. Because if you did that, you wouldn't be, there would be no broken glass to fix. Okay, that makes sense. Right. So that, but in Latin. (laughs) <laughs> that does sound more official. See? My thing with time travel is always that they probably would have an agreement not to travel back to a time before there's time travel. So I reckon the second, if we ever invent a time machine, I don't know science, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I've only got half a brain. Uh, I reckon the second that we invent a time machine, there's going to be like 400 time travellers just saying, you, dude, you've got to stop doing this right now, you're all going to die. But that wouldn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Because it would just be like a, you know, a giant flood of them coming back. Yeah. Stop, stop. It's, just regular people. Like, everybody like everybody get in a queue. But then that wouldn't make sense. Because yeah. if you made a time machine and people came back saying, don't do that, and then you didn't do that, they would have no reason to come back. Alternate timelines. Then you'd yeah. be talking multiverse all, theory, not time travel. Both. No, they're not How the same How does it thing. work in The Invisibles? I believe that. However it works in there. Ooh. I believe that version. <laughs> I, I, I am unfamiliar with this. You can't just have that as like a scientific <laughs> tech document. <laughs> just like, and then we did time travel. RE, The Invisibles. What was it you said, sorry, Chris? The Invisibles. The Invisibles. I don't know The Invisibles. Comic book series. Mm. It, it includes everything in it. It's got lots of time travel in it. Ritual, satanic rituals. It's one of the best things I've ever read, but it's so mad I can't quite remember that particular particular aspect of it. Interesting. But she folds through time. Yeah, it's like eight or nine books. I think what we'd need to do is put in something that reflects how fucked up the world is at the minute, but something that also gave uh, a picture of some kind of hope. So the people in the future didn't just think when the seas are at the top of skyscrapers and the skyscrapers on fire. <laughs> just so there's 
some knowledge that some people were quite nice about things and it yeah. wasn't all just dickheads so you'd put something like the the height of positivity from the early like, 2000s it's all Valium Valium yeah. People are going to look back and just think we're t- we're total dickheads. I read a tweet today that was like, oh, in a history, in an A-level history class, like basically like in 2050 or whatever, the, the teachers are just going to be like necking vodka and all the kids will be crying when they get yep. to the politics part of yeah. it. Mate, just, I, I have we, known we several teachers and <laughs> they've been crying while the kids have been necking vodka and the kids have been crying while the teachers have been necking vodka. There's been a lot of vodka and tears in classrooms, believe you me. Early techno, that's what I'm going to put in the time capsule. I forgot the question. Um, what would you put in a time capsule? Uh, I can't remember what the full question was. What would you put in a time capsule to uh, to summarise this current moment in time? I would go, I'd follow your musical theme because I think it also sums up what I was just saying about something that says how bad it is but people will try to do stuff to sort it out so there's a band called Nod from Manchester oh, yeah. um, in Nod We Trust yeah and uh, <laughs> their last album was uh, called Just Say No to the Psycho Right Wing Capitalist Fascist Industrial Death Machine um, and I think that sums it up really because the album's amazing and it's kind of like Bloody I don't hell. know what you want to call it Protest Dirge Protest dirge. That will be in the show notes, everybody. Um, Protest dirge. Yeah. What would you put in there, Dan? Mark Shepard. Which one's Mark Shepard? Mark Shepard, who plays Crowley in Supernatural, and all plays play, also plays Badger in Firefly. Yes, he does. He is in Doctor Who. He's in X Files. Basically, he is the guy who, if you watch something nerdy you will know who he is. Right, yeah. You might not know his name, but yeah, you'll yeah. go, hey, it's that guy, if you see him in something else. I yeah. met him... Oh, did um, you? ...in San Francisco, in the second-to-last Supernatural, uh, like, Comic-Con thing cool. that they did. Uh, he, he's... I, I didn't get an awful lot of chance to speak to him, but he seems a very lovely man. And I think he would be a good... Not not him personally, but perhaps a record of him, right? Because then he would oh, show like, like like not his actual. Ah, oh, let me out, let me out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like like his IMDb thing, right? To say, Just look, QR he, code, here is someone is who spans. Got it. All of the like Star Trek. Yeah. The, all, all, all of look at all of these things that he is part of, and then you get a link to all of the things that are important to a lot of people. I like that. That's or a big a... picture of Donald Trump with a willy drawn on his face. You could have a caricature so, of... Sorry, like... I, f- I felt like I was going a bit too nice with the Mark Shepard thing. No, I think that's perfect. Like... Show everyone how lovely the work would be and how much <laughs> the, the people like Mark stuff. Shepard. Oh, let's just put some wigged wanker with a knob on his head. No, Mark what Shepard. Kind of, <laughs> what kind of um, future vision do all those shows have? I've never seen Firefly or any of that. So is it like a... Because... Would the people from the future dig it up and just be like, well, Mark Shepard was a charlatan because the future didn't turn out like this? I don't Instead, think... the skyscraper's on fire. I don't think Firefly necessarily states that it's in the future. It is. Oh, is oh, it? Is okay. it actually? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, Firefly is gone after, uh, the, goes to Earth's after the Earth. Right, okay. Star Trek... I think Star Trek is meant to be starting like now-ish. Yeah. Or it's very close to... And X Files um, is the nineties, but yeah, X Files <laughs> yeah. not future, but the, the, I think um, uh, Star Trek they're meant to. Have, we're supposed to have reached, I think it's a category one civilization, or maybe a category two. 
Could so be. It, it's a plan. Feels like, like a one. Like a planetary government. Right. Okay. And I think a uh, a category one civilization is a galactic one or, or a solar one. We're getting into jargon that's beyond me. I'm afraid. So, no, no, no. Sorry. A, a third. A category three is um, a planetary government. Right. Category two is. I want to say celestial, but it's a solar system right. governed by one body. Yeah. And then category one is a galactic. And is that where the theory comes from that we can't, we'll never go find other planets because so many civilizations die out at like stage one because when they reach the stage we're at, and it only takes a really enlightened civilization to get past that so they can travel the stars, yeah. right? Because they all have got to work together and stuff. I can buy uh, that. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still moaning about the people who live in the other village. <laughs> <laughs> You're from over the road, you are. Oh, oh, those people, they're foreign. They're not. They live next to you. It's their house. They, they're not foreign because they live here. <laughs> it's not foreign, is it? Anyway. That was the Conversation Hat podcast. <laughs> But no, like, like if someone lives in the country, then they're not foreign. <laughs> well, no, see, but like by Quite. definition, if someone lives in the country, then they're not foreign. If ben someone, Pearson, you know, but like if 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 I were to live in Spain, correct, I would be foreign to England, correct, but not to Spain because I lived there. Yes. So if a Spanish person lived in England, mm. they wouldn't be foreign to England because they lived there. If yes. you live there, yeah. you're not foreign. R- yes. We all live on the uh, same planet. Yeah. So why the fuck don't we get on? The beauty of having... Let's a- go kick the shit out about the robots on <laughs> Mars. I know opportunity. It was very sad. But, you know, they might evolve. Let's fuck the red planet, not... Let's... I don't know, the Australians? Let's fuck the red planet, not, I don't know, the Australians. Yes. Ben Pearson. <laughs> Hashtag 2019. <laughs> Did, did you fill in your match.com profile after Brexit? Because that's why you didn't match with anybody with an attitude like this. I feel with an attitude of harmony and peace and just fuck the robots on the planet. No wonder. I filled it in after I'd raided my mother's medicine cabinet. Oh, man. Anyway. You're uh, right, though. <laughs> yeah, nothing Thanks. you've said has been wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> just people laughing at him. What, what was all that in Latin? That would make it sound more efficient. It's some scrotum, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming so on the show and putting up with us. <laughs> no uh, problem at all. Thank you for having me. I think everyone's got chat. everyone's got to take a turn looking after us for an hour. Otherwise, <laughs> fuck knows what we <laughs> what we would end up doing. Um, it's, it's a social service you're providing, and we're all immensely appreciative. <laughs> Do you want to just reiterate uh, Twitter, websites, all of that? kind of thing where can people find out about your work uh yeah sure so i'm fairly active on twitter at my personal one which is at chris spolton um my comic and on there you can find stuff about i do ux so i tweet about that sometimes i tweet about music and i tweet about um sketch notes which are doodles for professionals i guess um and then uh the eelman chronicles is also on twitter at eelman chronicle i think uh it's on instagram it's on facebook and you can buy it at www.gumroad.com slash cspolton beautiful please do awesome. thank you very much thanks again and yeah. uh, I imagine there'll be some kind of advert begging for money about now so we'll see you guys next time thank you guys for listening Chris thank you again so much for coming on we shall speak to nice you all one. soon we'll see you later bye Boop. kisses <laughs>
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Conversation Hats podcast. I'm assuming you're listening to the very end because that's how much you like the show, which is cool. So I'm going to reward that by giving you a few ways you can get involved or support the show. Firstly, if you want to submit questions for us to answer on the show, you can post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet at Convo Hat Podcast. Secondly, if you're a Facebook user, you can like and follow the Conversation Hat page, which guarantees you'll actually see the stuff we share on Facebook. Thirdly, we post videos about the show to YouTube via the Stabbed Panda TV channel, so you can subscribe to that. We also have some official merchandise available on redbubble.com. Just search for the Conversation Hat podcast. You can find mugs, bags, shirts, all manner of good stuff. Lastly, for the super fans, you can set up a Patreon subscription, which will give you access to new episodes of the show a whole week earlier than non-subscribers. Some of the different tiers of subscription can also give you access to behind-the-scenes stuff and patron-only merchandise like hats, badges, which are not available anywhere else. So if you want to take a look at that, that is patreon.com forward slash conversation hats and feel free to do any of the other things and I will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.